you know, a lot of lazy dissecting, a lot of lazy narratives in the game. One thing that I hate hearing, and I heard it a lot, and it's it's this idea of, oh, he's not a consistent player. You know, and, and guys sitting at home looking at an elite NBA talent in an NBA offense that's killing it on the court and say, oh, he's not a consistent player. <laughs> so I hear this for guys, you know, I hear it now for Kyle Kuzma. I heard a lot, I used to hear a lot off of Prime Rudy Gay, J.R. Smith, you know, guys like Jamal Crawford. And they'll be like, oh, he's not consistent. Like that guy would have a killer game. Oh, he's not consistent. I heard it for Brandon Ingram too. And I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, no, consistency in basketball goes both ways. So when you see Brandon Ingram go off for 33 and he's killing it and he's getting buckets and he's imposing his will on a game and he's aggressive and he's attacking, that means he didn't have handcuffs on him. The team ran through him that night. The coach ran through him that night. The offense ran through him that night. So if he, the following night, has fucking 14 points, a night after scoring 33, that most likely, unless he missed shots, isn't his fault. A lot of that has to do with the way he was used the following night. Was the coach running the same shit that he ran the night that Brandon Ingram killed it? The night that Brandon Ingram was fucking tearing it up. ISO's wing fucking, um, you know, isolations, pick and rolls, and, and let free and not held back. Did the coach want to run some other shit the next night? Because that happens a lot. That happens a lot, and then those guys get labeled inconsistent, but no. Really what's happening is that coach hasn't really figured out how the fuck to use this guy, and now he's getting labeled inconsistent because one night he's having 25 when he gets a rhythm and he gets going, right? And then the next night, because his team just doesn't appreciate the talent that he is, whether it's the teammates, whether it's the point guard that's looking for these guys, whether it's the coach or the organization up top, they ain't running like that for him. They ain't putting him in the same spots they were when he was successful the night before and you were competing and winning the game. Now they want to do some other shit. Now that that means they ain't, either they don't believe in you or they're figuring some shit out and experimenting. So when you see a Jamal Crawford in his prime come out or a Rudy Gay in his prime come out and score 33 points and go at the fucking best of the best in the league and get 10 to 12 straight points, Two things you'll notice. Number one, the coach just let it ride. He said, oh, this guy's hot. This guy's in a rhythm. I'm going to just keep him on. He's going to do his thing. I ain't even going to disrupt him. Number two, they were the focal point of the offense. So like the entire team was repeatedly looking for them. This is what the great players in this league have. And this is why you got to establish yourself early in this role. Young players coming to the league. The Kevin Durant, the LeBron James, the Kawhi Leonard's, the Kyrie Irving's, the fucking Dwayne Wade's, all the greats, the Hall of Fame guys, they never had a moment where they were questioned ability-wise. And a lot of that has to do with the way they were drafted. The team really believed in them and needed them. But there's a lot of guys, like if Steph Curry's coach, check this out, Steph Curry has all-world ability, right? But there could have easily been a coach that was stubborn and blind to that and didn't empower him and said back in 2010, 2011, 2012, when he was emerging as this player that he is now, they could have easily said, oh, fuck that style. I don't know if I want the small guy shooting threes from 33 feet out. I don't know if I want him to, you know, be taking that shot or pulling up from that deep. There could have, He's lucky he had Mark Jackson, a player's coach. That style was extreme. It could have gone either way. It could have gone either way. Ah, he's not that athletic. Ah, you know, he, he's, he's too small to play defense. Do I really want to rely and run my offense through a guy that's, you know, 
six three, skinny, taking the ball out, you know, mainly jumpers. That could have been the that could have changed everything with Steph's career, that mentality. Luckily for him, he had coaches that empowered him. And once he developed that reputation of this is my game and I'm going to kill teams with it and I'm going to impose my will on teams with this and we're going to win and compete because of this and my teammates have bought into this, that's when he consistently did that. You saw glimpses of it in his come up in his rookie year, in his sophomore year, in his third year where he'd have nights where he'd explode. But the next night he wouldn't do that. Either he was missing shots, which he probably doesn't do. He don't miss a lot of shots. So the coach was not likely running the same shift for him over and over again. That's what this game is about. It consistency goes both ways. Is a, If a player is going to the arena every night and he has this thought process of, is my coach going to run the same shift for me? Am I going to have the same looks that I had last night? Are my teammates going to feed me the way they did last night? Uh, you know, are, 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 the, are the referees going to make the same calls for me that they did? Or, you know, things, everything. If you have those thoughts going into a game, you're already almost half the way fucked because you don't even have the comfort and the green light and the assurance from your teammates and your coaches and your franchise up top that we're going to allow you to play the same way you did last night. Just right there, then, you know, you miss a few shots and you're like, oh, shit, I'm about to get taken out. Oh, shit. You know, someone's going to come in and the coach is going to just say run through him. You know, fuck that offense. Fuck, fuck giving him the ball and let him shoot. This shit is deep. Like when you see a player and you look at him and say, oh, you know, he's killing it. And that's when he's at his best. That's when he's left free and he's got the green light. But then the next night he ain't doing that. A lot of it has to do with the way he was used. If he ain't doing that the next night and he they're running the same shit for him, he's likely just missing shots, which is normal. These are all world elite talents. Like Kyle Kuzma is going to be up and down. His shit's going to fluctuate because he's not a spot up catch and player, catch and shoot type player. He's playing with LeBron and AD. Offense goes through them first and second. He can get his when he can. There'll be nights where he gets hot and gets a rhythm and makes himself impactful in that, you know, flow. There'll be nights where he's missing shots within that flow. There'll be nights where he doesn't even get that flow. That's the name of this game. Consistency goes both ways. So you can't judge a guy and say he's inconsistent. When I look at a guy and he's at his absolute best, I'm like, that's who he is as a player when he's at his absolute best. Within this NBA setting that he's in, he's a little restricted at times. You know, He doesn't have that ultimate green light. So don't call a guy inconsistent. It's not really, really a thing.